right, one, two, three, and... All right, so Short Circuit, a little spinoff of the Circuit Podcast, at which me, Elijah Shaw, because I'm never around, I'm going to do my own little mini podcast, and I decided that I could, since I'm doing a podcast, I could bring my friends up. And so I've got a guy that I have a really long relationship with. I consider him a very dear friend. I actually call him my consigliere, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, so this is Kevin Gee. Uh, I know a lot of people in the community know Kevin. You know, Kevin had a distinguished law enforcement career before he transitioned over to a very successful uh, career in close protection, working with some very prominent figures. And so what I want to do is spend this episode talking about that transition from law enforcement to EP, um, one for people that are interested in getting in the field, but also, you know, so that way, you know, those of us that are in the field that might have already made that transition can look at it and say, okay, you know, there's some differences, you know what I mean? There's some differences in the things that, that, that we do and apply over here in the private sector, and then it kind of maybe can help kind of smooth the way. So, you know, when me and you talk offline all of the time, you know, mm-hmm. the jewels always come out. So I'm like, yo, this would be a perfect opportunity. I can get you on the show here. We can talk about some of the things we normally talk about anyway. All we had to do was just record <laughs> some of the some in the conversation we just had last night would have been great. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, but again, you know, just kind of talking about this topic. So, but before we jump into that, uh, we have a little bit of a tradition here. So we, we kind of do these three kind of rapid fire questions here. So I got three mm-hmm. questions for you. Uh, you ain't got to spend a whole lot of time thinking about them or whatever. Uh, okay. but, but, I, but I'd love it if you could, you could answer those. And so Let's the first it. one is, what's one thing you would change about the industry? Yeah, these are, you know, you got to put some thought into these. <laughs> no, no, no. I want you just drop it, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. The one thing I would change about this industry is the proficiency level of everyone that's in it. Okay. Okay. So, so you, you think we just, as a collective, we need to just kind of step it up in order to make the things that we're saying on paper and on the, on the websites and on the marketing materials meet reality. Exactly. It's, it's, it's far too many guys not doing it at the level that they should be doing it, but think that they are. And, okay. it, and, it, and, it, and it makes the, whole, the industry on a whole look crazy. Fair enough. All right. Uh, next one here. Um, What's one thing that you love about the industry? You get to see the world. Ah, okay. All right. You get to see the world on somebody else's dime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even better, right? (laughs) Honestly, you get to see the world on somebody else's dime. So that's that's probably the best thing about this job. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I'm broadcasting right now from a hotel room at an undisclosed location. Yes, yes. But that's a really nice undisclosed location. So I know what you mean, bro. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, and then this last one is a little bit left field, but I'd like you to name a public figure, past or present, living or dead, that you would have loved to have provided protective services to. Malcolm X, period. There you go. All right, say no more. So again, we just want to we just want to drop that. I don't even I don't even want anybody to go into detail about why. I right. just love the fact, like, you know, to, to gather the names of who, you know what I mean? Uh yeah. so that's great. Okay, there we go. Uh so now let's jump into the topic at hand here. Again, um, we want to talk about that uh, law enforcement to EP transition. You know, again, I know a lot about your background and I know you were involved in law enforcement uh, on the East Coast, right? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, you spend a lot of your time on the West Coast right now. But yes. but one of the things that, you know, executive protection and law enforcement seem like a, a natural fit. Am I right with this? Well, it seems that way because it's all under the umbrella of protection and security. Okay. So you would think it's a is 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 a easy fit, easy transition, but the sciences are different. Tell me what you mean. So in law enforcement, one we're reactionary. Two, we own every place we go. On the on the EP side, we have to be proactive. We have to mitigate things on the on the front end. You know, so we don't have to deal with it in real time. And then even if we did encounter something, our main goal is to retreat with the with the protectee and get them out of harm's way. Mm-hmm. In law enforcement, we don't retreat. Gotcha. Okay. Before we attack. So that's a that's that's a shift in mentality that took a while to to change. You know, especially if you were law enforcement. And you're doing EP in the city. You were law enforcement. That's that's a bad combination because you don't, there's no separation in who I was and who I am today. Right, right. So you said that you had to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Did this happen overnight, or did you, you know, were you a, a year or two in the game and then looked back and said, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm thinking about this wrong, or I'm looking at this wrong"? Oh yeah. It, well, it happened once. I understood that I needed training because there was aspects of EP that I wasn't providing just coming from law enforcement into security. So once, and, and, and again, it's, a, it's still a process. It's not, it's not an overnight thing. It's still a process because, you know, having spent so much time in law enforcement, everything becomes muscle memory. So you're just, you're just especially when things start clicking, you go. Mm-hmm. You, you kick into what you were trained to do. You got to, you got to, you know, dial some of that back and then you got to get into the EP side of it. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of things that you just said that I, that I want to touch on. So I guess let's take the training aspect there. You know, obviously, you know, you, you go through the Academy, uh, you're in some of the specialized areas inside law enforcement. So you have additional training there. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, there's guys that will transition out and go, hey, you know, I spent 15 years in the force. I got this. You know, what else do I need? So, so are you saying that like it should be mandatory or or you know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is, is it something that people can get away with not needing, you know, almost like if you come from the military and now you're gonna right. transition into close protection in the private sector. If you right. say, Man, I did three tours overseas, what do I need to go to a EP school for? Right. So I think it's different between law enforcement and military, because in military, a lot of times they're moving in a manner that we would in EP. You know, mm-hmm. in law enforcement, if you pushed a, a, a PC for 15 years, you didn't get any specialized training. I mean, really, the only specialized training in law enforcement that will help you be prepared for EP is dignitary protection. OK. So, you know, because that is executive protection. That's that's the level of training that you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, pushing the PC don't make you, you know. So a lot of guys, you know, I've seen come out of law enforcement. They they only push the PC. They, they didn't, and that'd be patrol car for folks who don't know that. Uh, they push a PC for their whole career. 
And then they think because I was a cop, I could do this. But yeah, you're still working off of the ideology of law enforcement. So you're still looking for the action. You're still looking to get into the mix because that's what you wired for. You know what I'm saying? Where in EP, you don't want them. (laughs) I don't want that smoke. I want to get out of there because, again, we're talking about brands. We're talking about protectees. And we're here to save a life. We got to be proactive in saving this life. You know, police don't pull up before the shootings, before the robberies. We get to call after the fact. Okay. You know? So so it's the the mindset piece. It's it's, it's 100% the mindset. Mm -hmm. Now, because you're in law enforcement, again, depending on the areas you work in and the type of things that you had to deal with, you may be able to switch a little quicker than those who really haven't seen action or really understand how things can go and how quickly they can go. Sure, sure. So you're saying that, you know, obviously there are some great attributes or great qualities like, you know, being able to deal with under pressure, having developed some verbal judo skills, you know, you know, all of those things yeah. that would have come from your, your, your time in law enforcement that you can then take over into yes. the private sector. Yes. But, but, but one of my questions is, what's it like when you don't have the badge to just be able to say, okay, now the door is open for me? Or, or in a lot of cases, depending on where you're at geographically, when you don't have the gun. You know, how, how does that change the dynamic now that you're in the private sector? You don't have those oh, yeah. resources. It, it, oh, it, it, changes, it changes a lot, especially when you realize what, uh, what industry or what, what, what sector of EP you're in or that, that field that you're in in EP. So if you're on the music side, the corporate side, you know, it really depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be on the corporate side and you can make the transition from carrying a gun every day to not having a gun at all and don't feel anything. Or you could be in a situation in some in some music sectors where you're like, oh, I can't carry it anymore. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're the only one in the room without a gun, right? Yeah, I'm the only one in the room without a gun, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you got your, you know, your high threat work where they go from gun to gun. So, but you might go from a handgun to a long gun now, you know? So I, I think with every, every time you move, there's a transition and you need to mentally get yourself prepared for the room that you're in. Okay. Now, all your other skills may help you adapt to this, but you got to understand that the room that you're in, you can't just take for granted because I did this, I'm going to be good here. So with that said, you know, I would say, you could correct me if I'm wrong, that some clients take that for granted. They go, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm hiring a guy who's, who's law enforcement. So the expectation is he can do this, this, and this, or he has these, this, this, and this type of powers. So, yeah, when you're in the city hiring off-duty cops, they do that for a reason. They, they, they do it not because they have this specialized skill Mm. far superior than anybody else in the EP world. They do it because they can get you through lights and they can get you through traffic and they can, you know, it's those, those things that clients want. Sure. Sure. And and not necessarily a bad thing. You can use whatever advantage you have, right? Exactly. But Mm. I I don't believe that that should be the only person there. That should be somebody that's on the team that can facilitate those things. You still need your EP guy to plan it all out. Okay. Because you, you can ask, I would go with maybe 80, 85% of Leo's and ask them to do an advance and they wouldn't know what the hell you were talking about. Cause that's just not what they do. 
You know what I'm saying? So a client hire, if a client hires a off-duty cop who's never done this and don't understand the things that we do, he's just driving with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. When he right. when he pull up, his eyes shot like your eyes. <laughs> because he but, didn't do the work. Sure. But but to the layperson, to that, to that protectee, they think there's these other skills that come along with that. Yeah, and here's the other thing that they have to understand when hiring an off-duty cop. Whenever an off-duty officer, and this is all over the country, I believe, takes um, official action, mm-hmm. he is now on the clock. True. So he's no longer working for you. He can't work for you and be on the clock at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's say there's an assault that's happening. He goes to you know, handle that. Right. He is now in official capacity, which makes the city liable for any and everything that he does, mm-hmm. which... That's where, that's why the city don't really want, you know, cops doing bodyguard work because it opens the city up to liability. But for the client, the protectee, they got to understand that as well. So, I mean, you actually brought me to the next thing I was going to talk to you about, which is for those that are active duty law enforcement and, you know, and and they're moonlighting. Mm -hmm. I mean, just what you said, that can cause a potential conflict of interest. Exactly. But if you notice some of the, Seasoned law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. when they get these jobs, they do nothing. Right. Yeah. 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 They're just eyes. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've seen that firsthand, so I, exactly. I know what you're saying. And, and it's because they understand that. Okay, if these dudes start getting crazy, and I take action, mm-hmm. now I gotta articulate and justify for the city why did I take action. Not only that, why was I in this space? Right. Right. And that starts to open up a whole can of worms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it could be more problems than it's worth. So from a client standpoint, that's maybe an education process they should go through. Somebody should advise them on that. But from a protective standpoint, you know, if I'm going to assume that job, like you said, the seasons office officers know, and they go, oh man, I don't, I don't want those problems. Exactly. But for someone who is law enforcement and they want to make that transition to EP, maybe they are thinking about, you know, what's my exit strategy a year from now, two, four years from now. And I don't know if that was, uh, or maybe I should say I don't remember. What, what was your thoughts when you made that transition? Were you like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this and I want to do this. Right. So, and you know, and you and I have had this conversation before. For me, I was still on the job when I was introduced to EP from, uh, it, it was a major band at the time mm-hmm. and they were um, they were sponsored by this corporation that I was doing work for. And when I met the head of security, that's how I got plugged into the whole EP side of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when that didn't fully materialize because that band ended up stopped touring and ended up disbanding, you know, I just, I honestly started looking at security as a hustle. I want to make a couple thousand dollars this weekend. I'll go jump on somebody's detail. You know, not really sure. taking sure. it serious until 05 when I tore my Achilles and mm-hmm. everything slowed up. And I was like, hold on. I need to rethink. I need to rethink life and understand what's going on here. And then once I started to, you know, rehab the ankle and all, that's when I started to say, okay, let me figure out how to do this at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's levels to this. Sure. So when I take it back to 
you know, you know, other people that are active duty law enforcement and mm-hmm. they want to make this transition and they say, okay, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I, I want to just get into the private sector or I like, you know, I'm planning my retirement or, you know, I just don't like, you know, the department I'm in. Right. You know, what's, you know, what's your advice to them? If we know having one foot in and one foot out can create some conflicts. So know where you want to be, know what you want to do. And if EP is what you want to do, you got to get trained up. You, you have to understand the sciences within executive protection. And one, you have to understand what executive protection is. People, a lot of people still think executive protection is about the client and it has nothing to do with a client. Mm. It's the level of service that you provide them. You know, okay. everybody can get executive protection. You don't have to sure. be a celebrity or, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And yeah, yeah. They, think, they think it's, oh, well, this person is worth this, so I'm doing EP. No, there's a lot of people who work for high net worth individuals who aren't doing EP, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. So I would say if you if you want to make that transition, then you got to get the training. You got to get the training and you have to be serious about the craft because the craft is serious. Got it. If we haven't learned anything recently, we've learned that anything can happen at any moment. Sure. You know, so you got to be prepared for that. What's your plan for that if this happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how you going to get in? How you going to get out? Mm-hmm. Where you going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a lot of people say, yeah, I never sit with my back to the door. That's cool. I, I like that. I seen mm-hmm. that in movies, too. Mm-hmm. But because you don't have your back to the door, what you going to do when you see the guns coming through the door? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you, you don't have your back to the door and you see it coming. What's your plan? That's the thing. Uh, you know, I said before that, you know, knowing what to do is one thing, but knowing why you're doing it, that's the most important piece of it, you know? Yes, bro. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna be able to watch the door. Okay, so then you see the guys coming through, they got long guns, what you gonna do? Engage them? Yeah, that's crazy. But if you don't understand that, oh, just cause my back is not by the door, but the kitchen door and the back door is all the way on the other side, then you fell. Mm. Cause now you trapped. You know, so it's, it's, it's all these little pieces that, it sounds good when you say it, you heard it somewhere before, but you don't right. understand what that person is saying. Sure. You know, so a seasoned EP uh, executive will say, yeah, we don't sit with our backs to the door, but we sit close to the damn kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we sit close to another door that we can get out of that mm-hmm. we've walked through because we know where it leads to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's those little nuggets that you mm-hmm. have to, you know, you have to get switched on to. Now, being in law enforcement, depending on how, whew, depending on how long you've been on and the areas that you worked in, you start to develop a God complex. Where you That's think, what you mean. What do you, what you mean? Oh man, where you think you can do it all. You think you could beat everybody. You think you could outgun everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. let's take, for example, the North Hollywood shootout. These dudes was rolling up with Glocks. <laughs> going oh, right. against yeah, yeah. Them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, but it's that mindset that says, oh yeah, I'm I'm a cop, so I, I should be able to, nah, no, 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 no. So, so again, you know, circling back to what we kind of talked to touched on earlier, which is, is part of that because you are so used to the resources that you had in law enforcement. And of course, you know, un, I mean, you know, unless you're, you know, some really, really high profile details that have, you know, huge yes. budgets, you don't have the same access to, 
to even a fraction of those resources anymore. At all. If any, at, at some point, at, if you have access to any of them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that you have to really, you have to really resign yourself to is that you don't have these resources. You don't have a radio that you can pop and you got, you got a whole force coming for your back. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- those are the, those are the things that, again, once you go through training and you understand what's required, then you understand how do I maneuver in this when I don't have that? Right. Or right. how can I get that mm-hmm. and explain it to the principal that this is what I need and this is why I need it. Mm-hmm. Which, is a, which is a science in itself. Which yeah. is a whole science in itself because a lot of, so the one thing I've learned in EP is that no one respects security. Tell me what you mean. No, they, they <laughs> don't, they, they look at it as a nuisance, as a bill that they don't want to pay. And I remember telling my client one day, I said, listen, I'm like auto insurance. You hate to pay me every month, but you lucky to have me when the thing go down. Sure, you know? sure. When there's a hurricane, you know, yeah. you, you want to make sure you had that hurricane insurance. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when you start to explain it to them like that, then they start to, oh, okay, I can see that. Mm. I can see that. And then I remember having a conversation in a meeting and I was saying that I needed these resources and oh no, that's not in the budget. We, uh, you know, you did it before without it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the worst thing you could do in EP. Be successful with no resources. Cause then they believe that's the rule, you know, and that's not the exception. But I had to, I had to explain to them. Yeah, I, I need this. Well, it never happened before. And I tell them nothing has happened until it happened the first time. So to say that it never happened before, doesn't mean that it will never happen. Right. And we want, my job is to be prepared for that because if I'm not, you're going to look at me like, why wasn't I prepared? Sure. So, you know, you have to be able to articulate, but the biggest thing, they have to trust you. Mm-hmm. They have to trust you that you're not just trying to upsell them and, and get right. more money. They have to trust you that, listen, I, understand, I, I believe that he's righteous in what he's saying, that this is not just a money grab. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, I mean, again, when you're dealing with those high net worth people, everybody's in their pocket. Sure. So they're going to be skeptical about everything. Do we really need that? Can we get by without it? Oh, you did it before, but you really have to be able to articulate why it's needed. No, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and I see the, the themes that you're, that you keep coming back to, which is that education piece. Yes. And, and I'm sure you're, you're pulling that from your own experiences, yeah. you know, and, and again, you know, you know, I know the clients that you operate with daily. So you're right. seeing what they have, what they want and what their peer group has and what they want. So you're, exactly. you're so you, you know, you're seeing the consumer and you're like, okay, this is what the consumer wants. So if we're producing that, we should be trying to tailor that to what the consumer wants. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's funny you say that because we had a client <clears throat> that we no longer work with. And it was always, well, why, 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 why? I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that. I don't think that we need that. Kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Then there was a separation. <laughs> this client was breached three times. Mm, sure. Yeah. Then they called back, like, well, listen, do you think <laughs> now you understand what we're saying? Right. Because it was an expensive lesson, probably. It was it was a very expensive lesson, a, a, a very scary lesson, mm. because when you're in your home and you sit by them big old windows 
and you see two people creeping up with hoods on, that's another level of terror that not too many people are familiar with. Sure. You know? Particularly those that are in an alpha position because then they realize, oh, wait a minute. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not the top of the food chain. Exactly. You and know? I can still get touched. I'm worth 500 million and I got these folks on my property that I ain't never seen before and they don't look. So now your, your mortality starts to come into play like, oh, then maybe I need to really listen to what they were saying. So then they get the call back and say, hey, explain that to me again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've been there, but, bro. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking so, about. <laughs> but they come back. They don't go seek anybody else. They come back to you because you said it to them before. They heard it from you before. And now they see it in real time. That, that creates credibility. Sure. Now you're credible. Now I need you on the team. And okay. then they open the door. I love that, bro. Um, one final question. Switching gears just a little bit here, but you know, I, I don't think I'd be doing myself a service to the to the audience if I didn't ask this. Those of us that are in executive protection, mm-hmm. you know, you have any thoughts about how we should be interacting with law enforcement? You know, a lot of times we're at award shows or we're, right. we're at we're at a function where there's a blend of EP agents and LEO, and you know, and and I know that sometimes it's awkward, you know. Yeah. For, for the protection agent, depending on who the, the client is, we think we have some perceived status, exactly. you know? And then on the, and on the LEO side, they might go, hey, I don't care who you are. So, so again, <laughs> I know you've seen both sides of this equation. So I, I love you to just touch on that before we wrap up. All right, I'm a Leo and this, I won't even say the person's name, but this super influential, very known individual mm-hmm. is moving with his team and his friends and his families. And they're moving as if none of the rules apply to them. The security guy come up to me and say, hey, yo, this so-and-so, we're going to, I, 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 I don't care who it is. What you're not going to do is, and it was only because how they were moving. Sure. So as an EP agent, when you encounter law enforcement, that's their city, bro. It don't matter who you're with. That's their city. They can shut you down. They can make it that you don't move. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is, again, show the respect. It's their home. I mean, this may be where you operate. This may be your AO, mm-hmm. but you don't have the power that they have. Sure. You don't have, you don't have the resources that they have. Mm-hmm. So you should want to make friends. You should want to make right. friends. You should, you should call on them sometimes and throw them a bone even when you don't need them so you got them in pocket now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now when you need to move through certain places, you can make that call and say, hey, listen, I'm going to be, do you think, who can you connect me to so I can right. talk so, to this? So, so to through. your point, in our industry, we talk about networking all the time. Exactly. But most of the time, that conversation is networking with other people in our industry. We should be no. extending that network Outside Hotel of security, venue yeah. security, Leo, right. you know, you, yeah. you have to, and you got to keep a database. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when the next time you're in that city, you're not like, oh man, who was I? No, you know who to call. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, it's all about building a relationship. But so again, there's a lot of insecurity in our business. Rightfully so to a degree, because there's a lot of 
backstabbing, mm-hmm. price slashing, and things like that. A lot of things guys are doing just to get the job. But sometimes you got to trust, you know, if, if you got, you got somebody moving through a city that you can't be at, Hey, listen, I call that local Leo. He gets to be the celeb for that night, you know, moving with this person, making sure that that person is going to be okay the whole time there. And then you curry favor with that person. And now when you come through, they're opening the door for you. You know, is, is certain cities is this one particular city where it's, super tight to get anything done. But I've developed a relationship with the local law enforcement there. So when I call, they, they ready, willing, and able, and they, they love it. They love it because I'm not asking them to protect the client. I'm just asking them to make this money and just do what they do as regular Leo. Sure, sure. You know, so it's, it's, it's relationship building, it's networking, and it's not overselling who you are. Your client is the star. You're not. And then depending on your client, when that light dim, and you didn't bruise, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't knock all the rungs off the ladder, that's a, that, that fall is, is steep. Right. You no, know, I, and then you, you making all the calls to the folks that you was, you know, ignoring for this last little run you had. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all about humility, mm. integrity, mm. networking, and education is the foundation of it all. You know, I love you that, can, bro. Yeah, yeah you I, can look and see what cats do, but if you don't know why they're doing it, you're never sure. going to do it the right way. Sure. Well, thank you, man. Like I, I, I feel like you know, within this conversation, as brief it as as it was, there were a lot of nuggets, yeah. which is what I was hoping for. One to speak to the people that were interested. They're in law enforcement right now, and they're thinking about mm-hmm. coming to the private sector. But the, but the other is just to give some food for thought for people who might already have that mentality that are doing EP work, but maybe aren't doing it to the, things aren't going as smooth as it should be because the mindset is off. Mindset, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love it, man. Thank, thanks for um, appearing on here on this episode of Short Circuit. Uh, yes, of course, Of course, we have an ongoing relationship on, on many different levels, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we're going to bring you back on the show again because we, we got some other topics I want to, you know, um, get into your head about it, right? Oh, man, anytime you need me, bro. Anytime you need me, like you said, I'm your consigliere. So, you know, <laughs> if you need anybody to become Luigi's brother, just let me know. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna get that reference. <laughs> they ain't gonna get that yet. <laughs> All right, Kevin, thank you so much, hey, man. I appreciate your thanks, time. Thanks, brother. All Later, right, man. Later. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.